Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. How many guys are thankful for a good worship team? Can we give our worship team a round of applause? You know, there was a day when the church I went to, the situation was so bleak that I had to learn to play drums in one week, and I was the drummer the very next week. You should thank the Lord a little more often when you show up to this place, if that is not the case anymore. So anyway, hey, we're super glad that you're here. If this is your first time, welcome. My name's Braden. I'm the senior leader here at New Life Church. Uh, we've got multiple campuses, one here in Lubbock that we started last March. It's crazy to think that it was, it's just not been long ago. Uh, we, my wife and I planted the first church there in Midland uh, over eight years ago, and uh, we just, we're just happy to be here. Uh, Lubbock is kind of home for me. I was born and raised in Post, Texas. It's a really big city southeast of here, and uh, I actually graduated high school here in Lubbock. But uh, yeah, so that's what's going on here. Keith, the campus pastor here, that was his wife, Natalie, uh, that did the ministry time, and Keith is actually uh, on the senior teaching team. He's teaching in our Midland campus this morning. And so you're stuck with me, so just act like you like it, even if you don't. Amen? There we go. All right. Well, uh, I, I'm going to jump right in. I've actually, um, I've got a couple things stirring in my heart. Uh, for the last about two weeks, I've just had this, this um, I don't know, ur- urgency maybe a little strong, but just this conviction uh, to talk to you today about the prophetic. Um, I, originally, I think I was going to title this Stewarding the Prophetic. I'm not so sure if that's what we're going to get to today, uh, but at at a minimum, my heart's desire is that if you leave here, there's a new hunger for the prophetic and prophetic ministry stirred on the inside of you. Um, I, taught a, I taught a message several weeks ago, actually several months ago now, um, on the five pillars of kingdom decision-making. And after I wrote that out, uh, the five pillars of kingdom decision-making, I was actually made aware, even my, my wife and I were even talking about this, it's like, man, this is... This is borderline our life message. Like it, I'm not trying to put too much weight on one message, but a lot of our life could have been summed up in that message. And we talk about just the, we talked about the filters uh, by which we make decisions, the word, the Holy Spirit, prophecy, spiritual family, and wisdom. And when I, when I taught that, I realized I could not give every one of those their due diligence. And I'll just go ahead and, spoiler alert, if you came for a deep dive on the prophetic, it may not be today. I, I've, I'm actually currently myself in, uh, in a class, taking a class called Basic Training in the Prophetic. Uh, the, lo- the more I learn about the prophetic, the more I realize I don't know. Uh, I'm actually learning. Anybody in here a control freak? Just, we'll get healing right now. We'll just deal with it right now. Just, I, I am. I just, I, I love being in control. I love, I love knowing. I, I usually don't do anything until I've perfectly calculated what the results are going to be before I even start step one. Anybody else, that's a little easier to swallow and admit, oh yeah, that's me. I'm more thoughtful, not control free. You know? um, and, and one of the things that I'm, that I'm learning is that uh, I'm actually finding myself more at peace in risk more at peace in risk because here's what I'm learning when I'm risking it for him and he's at, when I when I risk it for him I'm putting him in control and he's actually better at being in control than I am that's the lie we believe we sometimes think things will be better if I'm in control and it's ex- actually the exact opposite we start, we live in and exist through an upside down kingdom we actually are more safe more at peace 
when we're, when we're not in control. And so uh, I, I'm learning this. I'm learning how to live in that, in that mystery and in that, in, in that crazy, if you want to call it that. And so um, I, I do want to take some time today and talk to you about the prophetic. I, I will hit on that a little bit. Um, just a little bit of, of context on, on the prophetic prophecy. In Scripture, um, when you hear someone say, uh, what is your... What is your gift? What are you gifted at doing? In, in, in the kingdom, we're not talking about, are you good at the guitar? Are you, are you good at singing? Are you good at baseball or basketball or volleyball? Or are you good at, that's not what we're talking about when we say gifted in, in the context of the kingdom. Uh, gift, gifts come from three places according to scripture. In Ephesians chapter four, the Bible says that God gave gifts unto men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. I want to pause just for a second and just, I felt like I had the Lord stir some things in me. I'm not going to go so far to say this is prophetic, but I, be, I felt like the Lord began to show me that the American church and America in general is trending along the same lines as the children of Israel did in the Old Testament. The children of Israel were God's people. And oftentimes when you're God's people, you are blessed, you are favored, you, ha you have an inheritance that you didn't earn, you didn't deserve, you get it just because you were born with it. And that's what the children of Israel were dealing with. They were God's people, so there were certain things that they had. Am I ringing? Did you hear my ringing sound? I hear, can we uh, do a handheld? Oh, there it went, went away. <laughs> you just spoke it out and just disappeared. This, this, this is how prophetic I am. Um, <laughs> Now, but, the but the children of Israel, what happened is, is they kind of got, well, let me say it another way. One of the hardest things to steward is something that was given to you for free. One of the hardest things to watch over well and take care of is something that you were, that you were given for free. And that's, that's what happened with the children of Israel. And before long, here's what happened. They started saying, like, take Moses, for instance. They said, Moses, we don't want a connection with God. We don't want a relationship with God. We're blessed. We're favored. If you could, let us just live our blessed and favored lives. You go talk to God. You tell us what we need to know. Just come back and tell us what to do. We don't want the connection with him. We just want, it, want what his hand provides. That was what the children of Israel had. In some ways, if we're not careful as, as Americans, we'll have so much, we'll have so many freedoms, and even the way the church has evolved, and not necessarily in a good way, the church has evolved into something where, hey, I'm gonna go live my life. The, most church people, I'm gonna go live my life. I'm gonna show up on a Sunday morning. I want a, a pastor or someone to feed me, teach me. I even want you to take my kids and train them in the word because, I mean, gosh, I don't have time to do that, you know? I'll, I know this sounds a little heavy right now, but just hear my heart. And so, so we say the church is responsible. We don't want the connection with God. We've enjoyed the inheritance of God so much so that we actually kind of forgot what it took to get there. So with that, you have to understand what I'm wanting out of this out of this time with you today is not for me to just feed you something. You kind of feel good and you're going about your way. If, in Ephesians 4, why God gave the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, the ministry people, if you want to call it that, was to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. I'm supposed to teach you how to think like God made me think without trying. Let me say that another way. God placed a part of his DNA in me that I didn't earn. Me, talking about myself, Braden. There are things that I have on the inside of me, gifts, abilities, ways to discern, ways to think. I didn't study to get them. I didn't go to Bible school to get them. It is a grace of God upon my life, just like you have a grace of God upon your life. 
And the grace of God that's on my life is to teach you, again, I hope you don't hear this as arrogance because it's, I didn't do anything to earn it, to teach you to think the way I think, and not just the way that I think in the flesh, the way that I think when I'm operating under the anointing that God gave me for free. To empower you to think that way. That's actually what the body of Christ is supposed to do. We're supposed to be coming together and sharing how each other thinks, and only in knowing how you think, you think, you think, you think, behave, behave, and how you see God, you see, that's when we see who God really is. The smallest part of who God is is, is the part that you see and only you see. God is really more seen when he's seen in the body of Christ. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting off track here. Ephesians 4, these gifts, these, these apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, there's one of those prophet, obviously number two. Uh, it is the, uh, the, the Jesus gift, the, the, the ministry gift of, of prophet. That's, what, that's someone who is a prophet. Most people are not most people are not even called to the fivefold office. In fact, very few. I, my personal conviction, if, I'm, if you have another one, I'm not, it's not, I, I, you could be right, I could be right, who knows. You go back and look in the Old Testament, there were 12 tribes, one tribe was Levites, 11 tribes were something else. I believe that the fivefold office of ministry is like the modern day tribes. You've got one section here that's called do the minister, some of the ministry work, the rest are doing other things. That's what, I, that's what I believe, but what I do know for sure is not everyone is called into that fivefold office of ministry, some of us have the role of helping train and equip the body of Christ to be those things in everyday life. So there you have your fivefold office prophet. In, in, in 1 Corinthians, well, let me go to Romans 12 first. In Romans 12, you'll also see others, another set of gifts. Uh, in, in the context of Romans 12, these are, these are gifts that not everyone has as well. This is what I call uh, the, the, the father gift, the father's DNA gift in you. In other words, it's a part of the... It's a part of the nature of God, the nature of your Father, not Jesus or the Holy Spirit. It's the nature of your Father put into you. It's perfectly God, but uniquely you. This is your redemptive gift. There's, a, there's prophet, servant, exhorter, giver, mercy, ruler, teacher. Those are the seven, and, and that's the redemptive gift. And in that list of things, prophet is also, also listed. It's not in the name that you're gonna, we're gonna talk about today, so we're not gonna really touch much on that. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the manifestational gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so these are gifts, and, and I'm going to kind of focus on this type of prophecy, a little bit of fivefold office prophet, because I think there's some honor there that I want to talk about. But mainly today what I want to talk about is 1 Corinthians 12, a manifestational gift of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit oper operates through anyone who wants it, who, who, anyone who's willing to go there by faith, that gift that gift of, uh, of prophecy. Prophecy is the foretelling and forthtelling of the future by the power of the Holy Spirit for the sake of edifying, encouraging, and comforting people. Let me say that again. Prophecy, in its simplest form, is the foretelling, so it's telling the future, or the forthtelling, commanding the future, by the power of the Holy Spirit for the sake of edifying, encouraging, and comforting people. And comforting people. I'll tell you a little story. Uh, my first encounter with the prophetic. Now, I grew up in a church that believed the whole Bible. We were charismatic. I had heard about people who were prophets and people who were prophesying, but it actually never touched my life until best I can recollect. I was trying to go back and think of the year. I'm not really good with dates, but best I can recollect, I think it was either late 2004, early 2005, and, and so somewhere in the vicinity of 17, 17 years ago. Um, I had a friend of mine, I was a, I was a youth pastor 
at a cowboy church and in Midland, Texas, and a friend of mine said, you've got to come hear this guy. You've got to come hear this guy. His name's Tim Story. Uh, he's, excuse me, he's preaching at a church in Leveland, Texas. Anybody from Leveland? Got any, uh, look at there. Uh, Leveland, Texas, and he said, it was at a South Plains church, and he said, you've got to, you've got to come with me. You've got to come hear this guy. And so um, I was like, sure. And so me and this guy, we drove from Midland to Leveland to see this guy. And it was kind of, he started off the service kind of more like a motivational speaker kind of a guy. And so he's, he, this guy Tim's up there and he's, he's saying some funny things, telling some cool stories. You could tell he's kind of pumping up the atmosphere. And then he says, okay, tonight, uh, after about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes or so, he said, uh, all right, tonight we're gonna, uh, we're gonna deal with a few things. We're gonna deal with knees. We're gonna pray for some knees. I think it was something like knees, backs, and something else. And honest to God, if I'm being very, very honest, where I was in my life, I was just like, thank God my knee, my back, and whatever else he said is okay, because I am not really ready for this. Like, I don't know what it is, but I ain't ready for it, whatever it is. And so, uh, <laughs> man, I kid you not, uh, he, th- this guy started call- randomly calling people out of the service, and he said, okay, you, uh, uh, you right here, I, I, if you'll stand up, and he said, Lord, Sam, you've got this, this, and this, and he started word of knowledge and into prophecy over random people in the audience, and I was like, bro, this is legit. I, I mean, this is something else right here, and so I'm watching all this going, and mind you, now I'm on the front row. I'm this little redneck on the front row that they had introduced. And also, think about the way you were, I was introduced. They introduced all the ministry people, and somehow they found out I was there. And they, and they introduced me. Hey, we've got some special guests with us. We've got a youth pastor from a cowboy church. It's funny now. but uh, So I'm sitting on the front row, right? Everyone knows that I'm there. He, but he's doing all this stuff, and I'm just like, wow, this is incredible. I remember one time he tells this one lady, uh, uh, hey, if you have a knee, is there someone back here? You have uh, pain in your right knee, da, 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 da. And this, this lady, um, she, was, she was a short lady, kind of a heavy set lady, wearing a dress. And he said, oh, the Lord said he's going to heal your knee, come down here. And the lady just got up and started walking down to the front. And he said, he said you know, if the Lord told me he was going to heal my knee, I would run. <laughs> I was like, well, I was a little bold, but whatever, you know. And so this little lady, she just starts, she starts shuffling it to the front. And I, I kid you not... <laughs> I was, I, I remember she was on my left side, and I mean, this, this lady's getting it. And I'm not trying to be ugly, but I'm, it wasn't like, I didn't think she was like an athlete or anything, but she's, to the best of her ability, she's getting it. And I can tell there's energy and effort coming out. So she's, she's hoofing it. And all of a sudden, this guy from the stage goes, and dude, I kid you not, it's like Michael the archangel himself Goldberg her out of the air. <laughs> And she's at a dead run. There's no one around. And it's like she hit a wall and just whop. And she's like hovering. It's like a slow motion. <laughs> and then she kind of did this little beep, 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 beep. And it's like skidded to a stop. And the whole crowd just goes. <gasps> like, oh, my God. He took her out right there in front of all of us. So she kind of bounces to a stop. And, and everybody gasps. And he said, hey, hey, hey. If the Lord did that, he can heal her too. You know, and everybody was like, he better because she's got a concussion right now. <laughs> like, and I just remember like, what is going on? And I had seen, you know, at this time we'd all had seen, they didn't have gifts back then, but we'd all seen Benny Hinn and we, I, we'd on TV and we, we'd seen things. How many of you guys have seen things? You know, you, you've seen things. I'd seen things, but I'd never seen things. 
I had never been there, and I was like, oh, snap, I, this, is, this is one of them, them jokers. And, and honestly, in my, in my mind, I was offended. In my, uh, in my spirit, I was invited. Everything in my mind was offended by some of the things I saw. But something inside of me knew this is, this is not wrong. I just don't understand it. So many of the things of God, you have to understand this. They will offend your mind, but your spirit knows what's up. Your mind is freaking out, saying all this stuff, but something down in, if you can get down to what's going on in here, you'll realize, no, that's, that's what's up. I can't even believe I just said that's what's up. I don't even say that. Um, so we get, he gets done, and, or he prays for a bunch of people, and in my mind, I'm just like, man, great service. I mean, we saw some stuff tonight, and the guy gets ready the guy gets ready to finish, and the other pastor had walked up to take it, uh, Pastor Eddie, and he, he goes up. Well, the guy stops. He goes, oh, oh I'm sorry, one more thing. I, have, I forgot I had one more thing to do tonight. He goes, I need the young man from the cowboy church to come, uh, come to the front. And I was like, no, knee's good, back's good. <laughs> Definitely don't know what happened to her. I don't know what that was, but not happening. You know? And um, he... Now, he calls me to the front. Now, let me, let me take a step back for just a second. Just a few weeks earlier, I was talking with a, um, a friend of ours, a friend of the family. His name is Mike Morrison. He's a pastor, teacher, uh, pro- pro- prophetic kind of a guy out of Gillette. I think they're out of Gillette, Wyoming, right, Mom? Gillette. And we were, I'll never forget, we were sitting in my mom's kitchen, and he was talking to me. And I, again, I was super young in the, in, in, my, in the call of God in my life, but I was starting to realize I'm I've got some things going, and he said, we were talking about my gifting. What is my, am I, that back in the day, as we talked about it all the time, what are you, are you fivefold, are you not, are you this, are you prophet? And, and I told him, I said, I said, I think, he goes, what do you think you are? I said, I think I'm a teacher. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, it's because I just, I, I, I see very black and white, so I think I'm a teacher. And he's, and of course, he just almost like rolled his eyes, and he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And he said, nah, I, you, I, I'm sensing prophetic on you. I'm sensing prophetic on you. And he said, as a, he goes, I'm a teacher. And teachers can gray things up for you in a minute. Like, but like a true redemptive, and this is redemptive gift prophet, mind you. I'm not a faithful prophet, so don't, don't start that. Um, he said, no, nah, I'm sensing prophetic. I think you've got a, he, and he said this phrase. He said, I think you have a prophetic call on your life, and I think that's why you see things in black and white. He said, I, you have a prophetic call on your life, and that's why you're seeing things in black and white. And that was the phrase he said. Fast forward back, this guy calls me out and says, I want the young man from the cowboy church to come forward. So I'm standing up there, and uh, it's funny because it's seared in me. I don't even have to try to remember it. I remember it so vividly to this day. As I step forward, he said, the Lord told me to tell you you have a prophetic call on your life, and that's why you see things in black and white, and he's going to use that prophetic call to change people's life. And I mean, I was like, huh? oh, snap. Like, and, and what had happened was is he, he, he did two things. He gave a word of knowledge. The first part was a word of knowledge. You have a prophetic call on your life. That's why you see things in black and white. He knew something about my life he should not know. And what got my attention was I was like, Bro, we literally just had this conversation a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. So at this point, dude's got my attention. I'm just like, and a lot of times that's how prophecy will work. Prophecy will start off with like a word of knowledge. People come in and they'll, they'll figure something out about you. And it's like it 
spiritually gets your attention so that then he can prophesy. So, he's, so he got my attention with the word of knowledge. You have a prophetic call in your life. That's why you see things in black and white. God's going to use that to change people. To this day, I can't tell you how many times that I have had moments where I've thought, gosh, I wish I wasn't so black and white. Some, sometimes my black and white comes across as harsh to people. I don't want to be harsh to people. I want to walk in love with people, and I'll catch myself even despising my own gift. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I'll, I'll catch myself despising my own gift, and all of a sudden, the prophetic voice of this guy comes ringing in my ear. God's going to use that to change people. That, then he said something even more hilarious. He said, he said, now lay back on purpose. Now, I had seen some people get knocked out. All, I mean, people just let the bodies hit the floor. Let the, I mean, just, <laughs> I, they are going out. And so I had seen this, and I had also been very skeptical about, like, fake falling. Anybody else? Like, no, you got thrown down is what you did. Like, you pushed down, and you're, you're always watching, like, to see if you see, like, white fingertips when he put their hands on. I was like, is he pushing? Is he, what's going on here? Um, and so the dude tells me, he's like, now lay back on purpose. And I was like, man. But, one, he had just given me, gave me my first ever word of knowledge that I remember. I should say I remember. I, maybe I've had others. It was the first one I remember. Then he had just prophesied over me. My spirit is in charge at this moment. And why I mean that is, is what was happening inside of me spiritually was more powerful than my mind, my will, my emotions, or my body. So, which is actually how we're supposed to live all of our life. But we all know that that's not true. Usually it's the other way around. Our spirit's having to follow along with the things we're doing. But in that moment, there was such a spiritual anointing, there was such a power. I was like, yes, sir. Like if you say lay back on purpose, yes, sir. And I, I was never gonna be that guy, right? So I, I kind of did the whole like, Somebody going to catch me? Because the lady over there didn't get caught a while ago, and she needs a neck brace. And so, um, so I just kind of looked around, and I was like, all right. So I just kind of, I just do a 100% courtesy fall. When my back hit the ground, I, I, again, I don't have language for this. I can just tell you my experience. If you say you have scriptures that are opposite what I'm about to tell you, well, whatever. <laughs> when I hit the ground... I mean, the power of God hit me, and I, it's like I just took a gasp, and next thing you know, I was unconscious, flopping around, crying and flopping uncontrollably. I mean, I was just a disaster. And I, it's funny, because I've been, I've been to several other services now where I've seen people that have had something like that, and I'm like, man, I, I feel you, bro. I feel you. I was that guy one time, too, you know. I only tell that story to say, because, oh, well, I should say this. I had that encounter. I finally come to, I realized that I just in, in front of six, seven, eight hundred people, I don't remember how many were there. That just happened to me. And um, it was kind of on the ride home. I had a two hour, obviously about a two hour, two hour and a half hour drive back to Midland. And I was, it was kind of one of those where I'm like, hey, Lord, like not right now, because I'm not real happy with you, but eventually we're going to need to talk about what just happened there. Because I don't know what happened, but you just made me flop around like a, a fish in front of everyone, and I'm not real happy about it. Um, but it took me some time, and the Lord went on to, 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 to clarify some things to me about that later. But that was the first time that I had encountered the power of God for myself, 
where I, I got to see multiple layers of the power of God. I got to see the operation of a word of knowledge, a 1 Corinthians 12 word of knowledge. I got to see that. Then I got to see uh, a fivefold office prophet prophesy over me something so simple, yet here I am 17 years later, and I can quote it like that. I've heard thousands and thousands and thousands of messages and sermons in my lifetime most of which I can vaguely, most of which I can't remember at all, few of which I can vaguely remember, but I can tell you exactly what that man said to me 17 years ago. Something about a prophetic word has the ability to sear your heart in a way that sometimes even a scripture cannot. Here's why. I'm not anti-scripture, but when, when this power of God comes on the word of God, something different happens. The word of God is to lead us into an encounter with God. And these encounters with God are called to lead us into a connection and a true relationship with God. Something about an encounter draws me into him different than other things do. Um, Well, I'll I'll just say it this way. Since, that's been, like I said, almost 17 years ago, I will say... Now, now, don't get me wrong here because I know that in different seasons of your life, like a message can change your life, a scripture can change your life. I've got stories. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about prophecy today, so I'll talk about my prophetic encounters. I have had messages change my life forever. I've had scriptures change my life forever. But I can also, with a clean conscience, say over the last 17 years, I don't think anything else has marked my life more significantly over the last 17 years than the power of God, more, more times than not, the power of God via a prophetic word over my life. Not too long ago, um, a similar thing happened to me. So that was, that was the first time, you wanna call it slain in the spirit, falling out of the power of God, whatever you wanna call it. That was, I didn't, I didn't fall because the power hit me, I fell because I was told to, and I honored the prophet and believed the prophet and the power came afterwards. There's something significant about that. But I, not too terribly long ago, I was in a, another service where, uh, same, similar situation where there was a, an encounter service kind of a thing going on. And I was in, honestly, the service was going great and worship and prayer and all kinds of cool things were happening. And I just, uh, I wanted to watch. I didn't want to participate, I wanted to watch. So I walked around to the back and I had a little coffee stand and I got me some coffee and I thought I was minding my own business back there drinking my coffee and Watching Keith was there. Keith was crying and laying on people and prophesying. Was, Keith was all spiritual. And um, <laughs> I was back there drinking coffee. And people were coming up to me prophesying. And uh, it, was, it was great. And then all of a sudden, a guy stood up on the stage and he said, I need, uh, I need to talk to Braden Connor. And he, we, we're friends. And uh, he goes, and I was like, oh, shoot. And so, no, of course, nobody else in the room knew who I was, but the guy on stage did. And so I'm sitting there holding my coffee and um, he, he said, in fact, why don't you have his whole team gather on, uh, around him? And so Leanne, Nat, Leanne was there, Natalie was there, Keith was there. They, they all started walking back there towards me. And, I, and by this point, I, people that were, there were other people praying for me at the time. And I, it's, like I, it's like I had a sign on my head that night that said, I need a prophecy or something. And, and so I'm holding my coffee. They all realize, wait a minute, the guy on stage is talking to this guy. And everybody kind of moves out of the way. And it's like he had a clear shot. And he literally just said, and I won't say what it is. It's a little, it's a little personal to me. Uh, 15 years ago, a guy had said something over my life that I never told a soul other than my wife. 
and that had been something I had been stewarding in my own life. No one knew what that, no one would have known that. And so this guy stands up in front of all these people and says, the Lord says, and he repeated that, again, the same phrase that someone had said over me 15 years before that, except this time, he did not have to tell me to lay back on purpose. When he said that word, it's like that word turned into a shooting star and hit me right in the stomach. Again, if you've got other scriptures, fantastic. I'm telling you what happened, and I was holding my coffee like this, and the next thing you know, when it hit me, arm went up, coffee went up, I crumpled, and the first thing that hit was the front of my head right into the floor. I just, bam, out. I literally, I'm walking back to my car that night, hours later, because that's how long it took me to recover, not from the head injury, but from the power gun. Um, I literally had a carpet burn where my head hit the carpet, so, and I never felt it, never had a sore neck, never had, not one thing happened. And le- they had to tell me what the rest of that thing that was said over me. I have it on a recording. I listen to it often. Um, I, I have se- I, that was the first time I felt the power of God after I'd fallen. I've now since had an ex- experience where the power of God hit me. There was no turning back. Both times it was a prophetic word over my life. Um, I, 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 last night, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. I was, I was studying last night and I was trying to write a message. There were some really good football games on and so that, <laughs> that made it more difficult to focus. Um, a couple of running backs on my fantasy football team were questionable today, so I was trying to figure out what to do about that. And, but I, I just, I, if I'm being really honest, I didn't want to write a message. I just wanted to study. I don't like building messages. I love learning and studying, and sometimes I'll catch myself in this moment again. I'm like, why am I teaching what I'm still learning? Uh, let me just say this to you. Every one of you, well, most of you in here, if you have kids, every one of you in here was given the responsibility to be a parent before you even knew how to be a good one. But you had to be one to learn how to be one. (laughs) So, as I is. And so, so I'm just sitting there like, man, Lord, I felt like I was supposed to teach a message on stewarding the prophetic, and I'm still learning so much. And then all of a sudden, I just felt like a shift happened inside of me where it's like, no, 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 just... Just tell the stories of your life and let it stir up a hunger and a desire for that. So um, let me give you, however, let me give you two, two short scriptures, two short, two short statements, and then I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, and uh, then maybe I'll tell some more stories. Um, first of all, here's what you, you have to understand. Prophecy is for everyone. Prophecy is for everyone. Every one of you in this room, prophecy is a gift that you sh- it's, it is a gift for you. That might be the hardest hurdle for some of you to overcome. How many of you guys, in, let, let me ask it a different way. How many of you guys in here have kind of sheepishly thought, I wished I could prophesy? Anybody else? Work on telling the truth next week. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for everyone. Let me read you a scripture so you don't think I just made that up. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 31 says, For you can all prophesy, one by one, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. 
So I love that he says, I love that he kind of hits it on both sides. Raise your hand if you're an all. (laughs) All can prophesy one by one, but why? So that you can brag about how prophetic you are? So that you'll look more spiritually mature to those who don't prophesy? Is is the prophecy have anything to do really with you? (laughs) No, what does it say? So that all may learn and be encouraged. True, real, accurate New Testament prophecy is for the edification of the body of Christ, for the encouragement of the body of Christ, not for the shaming of. The Lord doesn't give someone a prophetic gift so that they can see the hidden sin and call it out in front of a bunch of people and look, look more powerful, look more important, look more significant. That's not what prophecy is. Uh, pr- true New Testament biblical prophecy is for everyone, for the encouragement of all. And number two, you should want it. You should want it. If you don't want it, it's because you don't know enough about it. If you don't want it, it's because you have not fully surrendered your life to the advancement of the kingdom of God. You don't understand quite yet what it really means that your life is not your own. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I, got, I have three kids. They do not understand that they, the world does not revolve around them yet. They are still working. As children, can we all acknowledge, when we're new, and, and I'm not calling you a child, but some of us are spiritual children in certain areas. It's not a cut down. It just is what it is. You're, you're new to this. Don't let it be shameful. Let it be inspiring. Like, oh, shoot, there's more? Like, I feel great with what I got. You mean there's more? Yes, there's more. So early on in your, in your life as a, as a Christ follower and as a kingdom builder, you don't understand that your life is not your own and you have not fully surrendered. I can tell you right now the first time I had an pr- accurate prophetic word a word of knowledge and the prophetic word over someone was not because I wanted to be prophetic necessarily or thought it would be cool. It was because the church that I had been sent to to take over for the pastor there, that pastor was really good at words of knowledge and prophecy. And I literally thought to myself, great, now they have the B team who's literally never done it. That's literally what I, I was, I was at a place of like, Lord, you're sending me to be his replacement. Like he's been my mentor. He's been my leader. And I, <laughs> I asked him if he would teach me to prophesy and teach me to have accurate and good words of knowledge, not for me, just so that the church didn't, wasn't let down. And the first time I asked for it, I got it. Why? Because the heart was, my life is not my own. You should want that. You should want that. You, you should know that it's for you, and you should want that. And the reason you should want that is because you should want the overall advancement of the kingdom of God. You should, you should get, eventually get to a place. We all should eventually get to a place where in every area of our life, we are not the reason we're doing it. It's funny, you have to, sometimes you have to have kids to understand some of this stuff. If you're young in here and never don't have kids yet, it's just fine. Like, there are some things even, I mean, I thought I was pursuing God with all of my heart until I had kids. And I did, you don't know what it's like to give up your life for something until you have to give up your life for something in the natural. And God uses the natural to teach us the spiritual. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.